your friend. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Prita, your host, and I'm very happy to have you with us today. Thank you for tuning in. Please stay with us for the whole hour. We are having prepared for you a very interesting uh, program with good music, with uh, a free gift, an offer, and uh, a beautiful book, actually, today. Uh, stay tuned for that, too. And uh, also we have, I believe, a very interesting um, question to ask today. Uh, has a biblical belief positively benefited society in history? But I'd like to say hello and uh, welcome to our program today. Our co-host, uh, Eric, it's good to have you, Eric, with us. Yeah, thank you to Nick and the listeners, and it's good to be back uh, in the studio again. Uh, I didn't think it was going to get to 24 today, but as mm. I come in, I, I actually had to take my jacket off and uh, as I came in on the van. So, uh, no, it's lovely to be here once again. Yeah, I think it's a very nice uh, day out there uh, today. It's interesting that from a day to the other, it's quite a dramatic change, you know, uh, in the recent uh, weeks and months, you know. <laughs> mm, yeah, they reckon that um, this is um, one of the coldest uh, springs we've actually had for many years. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm looking forward to the warmer weather for sure. Yes. Mm. Well, uh, uh yeah, I, I hope that uh, you, my dear friend, listening today, you're enjoying uh, uh, the beautiful weather also, but enjoying to be part uh, of this program. And they know that you can be with us uh, discussing the topic today. You can be live uh, through your messages uh, coming through. And I will give you the number right now. At the beginning, it's zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. You can send us a text message sharing with us your thoughts in regard to the discussion we'll have today with Eric here. Also on the same number, we'll give you the um, code for the offer which we have prepared for you. Uh, save the number then, 04888808811. Well, Eric, uh, how is your life treating you? I mean, uh, spring coming up, I believe uh, lots of things to do, starting with, I mean, semi-retired uh, man. I think you have projects even around the house and maybe gardening. Do you, do you like gardening? Oh, I love gardening. I, <clears throat> many years working, you know, I never had uh, the time to put in a decent garden, but oh, it's so good to get on top of it now mm. and to be able to do what I'd like to do. And uh, the, I don't know, there always seems to be something extra to do uh it never stops and with with nine grandchildren that that keeps you busy as well and there's a lot of sickness this year with mm-hmm. uh, children at schools yes and uh, mums and dads have to work so um yeah that's been a uh, a challenge but no look loving it loving the loving the time and uh <clears throat> you know i i thought it would slow down but it just definitely has not slowed down not for the grannies <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes myself i'm working a bit of a project with a, a bit of a greenhouse and uh, oh, lovely the things but it's slow yeah it's slow because as you said uh, uh, 
weather was not uh, the best. Uh, sickness was here and there, you know, and just stop you. But praise God, thank God for uh, uh, being here today mm. and being able to broadcast together and share mm. with um, our listener also uh, some of the things which we have prepared now. Um, the whole uh, week we um, we are yeah talking about this the the impact of uh, of belief or church in the community and um, i would like to invite you my dear friend to send some uh, text messages and talk to us but just before we moving on to the topic uh, eric i was just wondering you know a little bit of um, world watch uh, going on and one of the things which probably everyone is just hearing right now and uh, hit a little bit the news papers and media is um, this case with the um, newly appointed, you know, uh, CEO Andrew uh, Turbin, um, which was uh, appointed, you know, um, for the Essendon Club. Mm. But it's interesting that that turned uh, very quickly and uh, very sour in a way because he was, he resigned after a day actually. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, and that because he's affiliated with church, mm. which means now uh, these days, if you are a Christian or a believer, or if the church has some views, um, will that affect you in your uh, workplace or uh, uh, other things you do in life? What, what's your take on this, uh, Eric? It's quite a worry, this one, isn't it? When you look at some, some of the details from it, because... Um, uh, it was the uh, church on the hill I think he went to mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> they really checked into the church's background I think and uh, found a sermon from way back that uh, talked about uh, comparing abortion to concentration camps and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, talking about same-sex marriage uh, being against that and uh, he was questioned about um, abortion and uh, and also self um, s- um Self-sex marriage, mm-hmm. and um, <coughs> he uh, had the choice of either staying uh, at the football club, holding his job, or and resigning, being the president of the uh, of the church. And he decided to resign from the football club. What interests me is that um, just recently there's been an article up about a Muslim lady that plays AFL as well. She's mm. actually a player. Mm-hmm. And when the Pride Round came around last year, which is when the players wear a jumper to support same-sex marriage, she refused to wear the jumper, mm-hmm. and she actually set the game out in the stands. And this year she said she's doing the same. She's doing exactly the same thing. So she's standing up for her principles, mm. but she's not being let go. She's actually holding on to her position which you know, in the team, which I found interesting. And the other one too is that in Parliament, um, when the abortion law came up, uh, the portion bill came up. Um, <clears throat> some of the politicians voted against it. And when the same-sex marriage uh, law came up uh, for marriage, uh, some of the uh, politicians actually didn't vote. They didn't want to mm, mm. Uh, vote. And yet they kept their jobs, which is quite interesting, isn't it? And it seems to me as though... Um, that the danger of all this is, is what you believe you have to compromise to hold a position like he was holding. And it's a worry because it seems to me like they, they picked on the Christian aspect of this. Yes. Uh, he'd done nothing wrong. Yes. Um, he had his views, but he said he was all inclusive. In fact, his record and leadership was pretty good. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, and he said it wouldn't affect him, but, 
he had that decision to make and um, they put the onus on him to resign or stay on mm. and he chose to stay on and, and stick with his belief so that it's to you and me it means that as Christians when something like this happens to us we will have a choice of sticking up for what we believe I yes. think this is a sign of what is to come that's correct and it's actually happening now with uh, people's rights being taken away now and uh, we're now in the minority mm-hmm. you cannot speak I think there's a lot of um, people out there who keep silent on a lot of issues yes uh, because you say something you're in trouble you're accused of bigotry or this and that mm-hmm. uh, but it's only uh, the fact that um, you know for me for abortion for instance I believe that um, uh, that abortion, the new law that says that you can have abortion right up to when the baby's almost born, is not right. No. Uh, and I know there's circumstances when there has to be an ab- abortion, like uh, if uh, if a child's um, not going to live through right through. Uh, that's my own personal belief, and I'll put it out there. That's what I believe, but I believe in the right of life, and yeah. uh, I believe that's just too far, that yeah. uh, that that baby is is a living being yeah uh, but that's just my own personal view on that and then obviously he sometimes you know the time will come when you and i as individuals will have to stand for what we believe in and uh, that's what he's done yeah but what i believe uh, we in this case and as you just mentioned even with the holding on on beliefs you know which mm. uh, you have uh seems like that um freedom of uh, choice and speech is not uh, uh, anymore uh, guaranteed. No. And uh, if you have different views or if it's something controversial, then uh, you are out of the stream, you know. Yes. And that's that's a bit of a worry because um, I believe always, uh, I mean, even for example, you said that, that you have views, particular views on abortion. Now, you may not change the laws which uh, Will be enforced or implemented. Uh, I will say better uh, in the in the country or in the land. But uh, will be still good to hold on those views if you can, and not to have uh, repercussion on you. Yes, I mean uh, particularly even in a workplace or um, in public. Yeah, that's right. I I truly believe that um, the day will be coming when um, we'll be put to the test on a lot of our beliefs mm. and. Um, through the study of the Bible and what we stand. And um, the time is right now, and uh, it will get worse as the world moves more into particularly through the war situation and uh, and through the tightening up of supplies and the thing to do with um, poverty and richness. I think there'll be a great divide. And I think that there's going to be a lot of pressure coming on those to stand up for what we believe in. You know, years ago, I I didn't believe what I believe today. Um, but now through the scripture, uh, I understand the love and compassion of Christ mm. in all things. But I think the end of the day is there are things there that He tells us that are for our own good, and um, and that's what we take on board individually, don't we? Mm. And uh, we share those views. Yes, the time is coming when those views may not be accepted in society. Uh, it's interesting, isn't it, that it's come round to this point. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Mr. Uh, no, Turburn uh, defends freedom of expression, yes. even by uh, choosing, you know, uh, to resign. Um, and uh, yeah, if you like, my friend, to read the article there, I mean, you can uh, go. I mean, this was on uh, ABC News and many other outlets mm. there. Um, His statement was very good, you know, mm. like when he 
put out a statement when it first happened. Uh, he said he was all inclusive he, mm. uh, and uh, very good. He loves all people, and it would not affect his position as yeah. CEO. It's yeah. an own, own personal view. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you for uh, sharing a bit, Eric, on, uh, and also make it a bit more personal. You know, uh, sharing with what you stand for or believe in, um, and that's great. And my dear friend, yeah, you may have um, opinions, and you can share that with us. We'll not turn you back. I'd like to talk uh, right now, uh, Eric, um, right from the beginning about this wonderful book, which we are going to give it uh, as a free gift uh, today and in the next couple of days. Uh, I must say that it's, um, it's, it's a wonderful book, but we have a limited stock. And um, I will encourage you, my dear listener, to uh, send the messages as um, quick as possible. Now, the book is called The Invitation. Again, one, the, the book is by Alejandro Buyon, and this very powerful uh, book contains stories of people um, destroyed by life circumstances and rebuilt by the love of God. As you read the chapters of this uh, book, you might even see a reflection of yourself in a mirror. You may think that your life makes no sense, that there is no forgiveness or hope for you, yet each of these stories will lead you to believe in a power uh, in a power that is above and beyond your own self the greatest need of every man and woman is uh, god's great opportunity to save you he offers you a new birth a new life with meaning the opportunity to rebuild your life and restore your family please accept this invitation uh, by Alejandro Buyon and the code for today it's SA76 SA76 you can send a text message to 04 888 alright uh, Eric uh, let's uh, start to look into this uh, question which we have for today did this biblical belief positively benefited society in history what's your take on this well it's interesting nick that uh, when you you look at the word of god uh, and how it's come down through time that uh, it's one of the most influential books of all time it's mm. amazing uh, it's known as the world's best-selling book it breaks all records known to man according to the guinness book of world records since 1815 the bible has probably been sold about 2.5 billion copies and it's been translated into more than 2,200 languages or dialects. Now that's um, that's a real um, real important thing to realise that how much influence the Bible has been right through right through time and the Bible's influence is not limited just to Christians. Jews and Muslims also consider the Bible to be a sacred text uh, and if you think that there are about 2 billion Christians, 14 million Jews and 1.3 billion Muslims, that means that more than half of the world's population considered to be the Bible to be a, a major influence uh, in their lives. And it's interesting too to note that in America they did a research to find out how many Bibles were actually in homes and 85% of the households in America actually own a Bible and mm. sometimes it's actually four Bibles and uh, 69% 
of uh, of Americans believe the Bible provides an answer on how to live a meaningful life. So this tells me that the Word of God has been a big influence mm. through time. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's in the homes, which is the, where um, the Bible needs to be so that the children have it and the adults have it. Yeah, and it's interesting that, um, as we just talked a little bit uh, earlier uh, on the World Watch there, uh, is this um, kind of uh, intentional attack on the Word of God, on the yes. Bible, you know, and on the principles of the Bible, on which we are all as society, you know, and then countries and, you know, legislations or kind of uh, inspired from or build on. Mm. But uh, I wonder why is this, um, uh, I would say, almost like ferocious attack on the Word of God, on the Bible, as you pointed out, even though people recognize that the Bible has a very big influence on us uh, all. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. I think as morals change, I mm-hmm. think that brings around a... Um an attack on the Bible because, you know, when people, uh, read the Bible and, uh, and feel the need for change, um, sometimes we hold on to those things that mm. are most popular. I think that's, that's become more and more drifting away from God's word and, uh, and, uh, the understanding and having the faith of the, a relationship with Jesus Christ is the thing that saves us. And to have that relationship, we have to read his word and we have to, uh, not just, um, uh, criticize it, but actually read it from cover to cover mm. and line up those texts on different uh, theological subjects uh, and that's where the downfall has been I mean uh, one of the 18th century philosophers his name was Immanuel Kant he wrote the existence of the Bible as a book for the people is the greatest benefit which the human race has ever experienced every attempt to belittle it is a crime against humanity mm. so he's saying that it's the greatest benefit that we can have is the word of god in our in our homes and in our lives i think that's really really important yes uh, to understand that. Uh, it's interesting to note today, uh, Nick, that of the charities in Australia, the top f- four out of the five are actually Christian charities. Mm-hmm. So this has had a great influence the Bible has on, sh- on moving Christians into charity for their beloved uh, brothers and sisters. And I think that's really important. World Vision, uh, is, uh, one year have raised, uh, 270 million in income in one year. And the Salvation Army was about a hundred million. And they said on their websites, we read it, they actually talk about, um, they're not just out there shaking a can around to collect money. They have a compassion for those that are out there. They have a connection. And this has only come about by a change in their lives through yes. reading the word. Mm. And so. And, and as you just pointed out, I was thinking of that because all of these ministries, they, they are based or they were born of uh, some very solid, uh, um, you know, principles from mm. the Bible, you know, yes. or maybe it could be just a passage in the Bible, a, a verse in the Bible, which can trigger someone to say, hey, I'm going to do what it says. Mm. Rather than just, uh, just have knowledge about what the Bible says, but I'm going to put it in practice. And that's how that's right. uh, little ministries started up. And they, as you just pointed out, there, there are quite few, um, you know, worldwide, uh, uh, ministries and very powerful, yeah. And as you know, it's run by um, thousands and thousands of volunteers, unpaid mm-hmm. people who give their lives and uh, their time 
to uh, to help others and and very much in need, and so that's a, a really important uh, part of it. And so the Bible has an influence in society uh, right through time. It, it even talks about health in the Bible. Yes, I mean it even talked about in uh, having quarantine for for sickness that we're going we're going through that at the moment. And Leviticus mm. thirteen forty six says, as long as they have the disease, they remain unclean. They must live alone. They must live outside the camp. And so mm. they actually had these uh, towns. Yes. Where they put the sick in, the lepers and everything, they went in there because the the disease was contagious. Uh, we also find too that um, often it talks about the foods we eat, and it gives a list mm-hmm. of food that we should and shouldn't eat. And uh, we sometimes we don't understand why that list is there, what what it does. But now over time, and they've done the research into it, there's a dividing line on some of these things that a lot of too much red meat will mm-hmm. cause cancer. And so we see that there's advice in the Bible. Uh, it talks about not eating pork or pig. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a reason for that because our scavengers of the earth are what they take into their bodies. And, and there's all sorts of reasons for that. So it gives us a health message on our lives as well, which mm. is interesting. Yeah. And also when um, we uh, ourselves came across, you know, this uh, uh, challenges, you know, mm. sickness or something like that, we are more willing to look back at some of this challenges. Uh, yes. um, you know, uh, teachings mm. and say, hey, I wish I could uh, um, pay attention right from the beginning rather than to experience <laughs> yes. uh, the result. Mm. And that's what we are um, uplifting, you know, mm. and encouraging people to uh, consider the Word of God, the Bible, you know, as a teaching tool. It is. As a, some people will say even as a love letter from God because yes. God is interested in our well-being. Mm. God loves us. God doesn't want us to to suffer i mean he he doesn't enjoy us to see i mean to see us uh, suffering even though the consequence of sin mm. is suffering but that's mm. why we um we can connect with god you know we can ask for uh, forgiveness even for those things which we may do wrong uh, from time to time we need to uh, to talk to our uh, creator, mm, uh, God, a, and, and Father. Yes. yes, that's right. Uh, you know, it's interesting that even um, way back in Moses' time, they were washing their hands before they ate bread. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of, I know a lot of that was uh, because of religious uh, rites, but also it's a good habit to, to wash our hands uh, before we eat our bread. So uh, all this, there's a lot in there, a lot in the Bible uh, that will influence um, us, uh, not only in health, uh, but in uh, treating one another and I think that one of the most important things is actually uh, the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. in our lives mm-hmm. uh, having such an influence because uh, they're not to be ignored um, but we've got to do them for the right reasons you know uh, if we're working hard to obey the Ten Commandments from the wrong motive and for the wrong end it's a surefire way to live out our, our relationship with God in the wrong way God came the commandments that they might be obeyed not to earn salvation but because of who we are who God is in himself who he is to us where we are and what he has done so he's given us uh, a threshold of guidelines, if you like. I, I don't like calling them laws. I like to, to call them guidelines, 10 of them mm. in our lives. Um, and the first one says um, in Exodus 21, he says, you shall have no other gods before me. In other words, you put God first in your life. Yes. That's the very first starting point in your life is to put God first and then 
all other things will follow in your life. And uh, and then the second one, uh, you shall make no idols. And so we find that that's, it's interesting that that's the second one because quite often we can make something in our homes the idol, something that we follow, football, it can take over our lives and, and control us. And that's where our focus is on. It's more on these things than it is upon what God is doing on our behalf. Yes. So those two are very important. And the third one, you shall not take the name of the Lord God in vain. And uh, when I was out in the workforce, I used to do that every second word, take the Lord's name Mm. in vain. And I understand now that uh, it's don't be angry. Mm. It's saying, Mm. why do you you use God's name, uh, Jesus Christ, when you're angry? I, I, I never thought about that when I used to to, to call yes. it out and cry out yes. when I got really angry. And it's also yeah. peer pressure, you know, when you are yeah. in an um, uh, environment where uh, people are using that language, you know, uh, it makes a, a big difference when you can bring an alternative, when you mm. know, as, like yourself. Mm. And I know I did the same thing. I used to maybe, you know, use the words in a wrong way or swearing or those things. But after uh, I, um, I gave my life to God, you know, and I understood uh, how important it is to, to be actually respectful yes. and uh, uh, not only towards God, but first of all, towards God. Mm. But I saw the effect straight away into my circle. Yes. And people started to turn their heads around. They said, well, what's happening with you? You know, yes. you're not swearing or you're not doing this or you are more careful with this or that. And I believe that's what we are interested to see uh, a change, yes. to see that we can contribute to the um, well-being, you know, of each one of us, you know. And mm. I think it's not, we should not be ashamed no. of um, experiencing that change. Mm. And indeed, I know myself when I was younger that because of the peer pressure, I behave in a very uh, bad way just because of being cool, you know, as yes. you call it in, uh, in these <laughs> days, you know, the young people. Yes. But yeah, I, that's, that's true, Eric. Yeah, it is. And the same thing happened to me. I remember having, uh, uh, when I um, started to study the scriptures, I worked with 21 guys in a, in a factory, in a, a printing mm. press, actually. And um, everybody swore and, and mm. used the Lord's name in vain. And uh, we all played cards for money and all the rest of it. And uh, I remember when, um, when uh, I was studying, um, I kind of, I don't know what's, it's, the power of God kind of, um, changes your thought patterns. He came into my life and it's almost like you didn't want to say those things anymore. You understood that you loved, mm. you loved God. Why would you use that? And then you started to notice what other people were saying when mm. they were around you. Mm. And so when I stopped doing that, um, I remember some of the men pouring, um, when I wasn't looking, pouring water down my neck to try and get me to swear. Yes. And uh, they're waiting for a reaction. They didn't, they didn't actually like what was happening, that I wasn't the same person before. Mm. Um, and I would say something like, oh, heck, yeah, something like yeah, that, you know. Yeah. And they would say, what do you mean by that? And they'd just reel off the swear words, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting that when the word of God that we're talking about tonight, when it changes us, can change us sometimes without us even sometimes even realizing what's happening. Mm-hmm. But the people around us know about it. Um, notice that, yeah, yeah. They notice it. And so they try and get a reaction. They don't like it. It, it causes, they think that you're 
almost criticizing them mm. because you're changing. Uh, but you're coming into a better person. Yes. You're, you're changing into a, a different lifestyle. Yes. And uh, it's, it's such a wonderful thing. It actually gives you freedom away from uh, where you were before. Yeah. We were talking uh, just the other day with uh, Will, uh, Pastor Will, about the um, three types of uh, men, yes. which was like the natural man, the carnal man, and yeah. the spiritual man. Mm. And we said uh, the other day, and my friend, uh, just uh, letting you know that if you miss the previous program or some other programs, you can always listen back if you go to uh, faithfm.com.au and listen uh, from the podcast there. Or also having our app, Faith FM uh, Australia, and you can listen on demand. And one of the things which we mentioned uh, last night, Eric, was that not to resist the influence of the Holy Spirit mm, because yeah. you may come across uh, at some point in time in life which, you know, you'll say, hey, I'm not happy with this or, you know, I want to change it. You see, that's the uh, the Holy Spirit trying to speak to you. Don't mm. resist that. We, both of us here, yeah, we can testify mm. that our life being changed, we are a different man mm. and we are not the old man again. Uh, no. But we do fall fall at times. Of you know? course. Uh, that's what happens. But I think the thing is that this change that takes place is the influence, and that's what we're talking about tonight, is the power of the Holy Spirit yeah. in our lives. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you know, the fourth commandment was keep the Sabbath day holy. So he's saying here it's good to rest, mm. uh, but it's good to rest in me, um, to, to just move away from your labors and spend time with me because that will give you complete rest. Mm-hmm. That will rest your mind because the influence of society and the influences that we have all around us are the pressure blocks of life. Right. But when we are, um, when we're in tune with God and we concentrate on Him, there's a, a wonderful peace that comes upon us. And you know, it's like listening to a beautiful hymn. You just feel so much at peace. And that mm. rest is what we need. But it's not only our body rest, I believe. It's what He's talking about is the mind yes. rest yeah. taken away from the stresses of life. So those four commandments all are all to do with God. And yes. then He gives us five. Uh, those well, four, six. Six more, yeah, yeah. Yeah, six to actually deal with ourselves. Honor your father and mother. And today I, I sometimes see that not happening and, um, and I, I see the pressure on some of the elderly people, Mm. uh, that are being taken advantage. So this is very important because it says you'll live long your days of your life. And it's interesting on that, uh, commandment that is the only one in the, in the ten commandments which is followed by a promise. Yes. You know, because it says that if you, respect your parents if you you know obey and you know you live longer Mm. on this earth it's it's wonderful hey um, it's time to take a short break here we um, kind of cover the first uh, five commandments and we'll come back to the rest of them also uh, let's uh, listen to uh, a beautiful uh, song which we have uh, prepared for you give me the bible and we'll uh, come back uh, in um, a couple of minutes don't go anywhere stay with faith fm drive time big q a This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Give me the Bible, star of gladness gleaming To cheer the wonder, lone and tempest-tossed No storm can hide that peaceful radiance beaming Since Jesus came to seek and save the lost Give me the Bible, holy message shining 
Thy light shall guide me in the narrow way. Precept and promise, law and love combining, till night shall vanish in eternal Sin and grief have filled my soul with fear. Give me the precious words by Jesus spoken. Hold up faith's lamp to show my Savior dear. Give me the Bible, holy message shining. Thy light shall guide me in the narrow way. Precept and promise, law and love combining, till night shall vanish in eternal day. steps enlightened Teach me the danger of these realms below That lamp of safety or the gloom shall brighten That light alone the path of peace can show Give me the Bible Holy message shining Thy light shall guide me in the narrow way Precept and promise Law and love combining Till night shall vanish In eternal day In eternal day In eternal day Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is Eric Hoare. We are talking about uh, has the biblical belief positively benefited society in history? And uh, just before the break, we were uh, sharing a little bit also about the Ten Commandments and looking into the first uh, five commandments and learning that uh, all through the history um, this were a, a real fundamental in uh, um, society and in uh, helping us to live a better life. I wonder if uh, these days we kind of uh, push aside um, these important principles uh, from the Bible. But just before we continue uh, on, I would like to uh, uh, drag your attention again to the offer which we have for today is the wonderful book called The Invitation by uh, Alejandro Buyon um, and uh, True Stories That Will Change Your Life. 
This very powerful book contains the stories of people destroyed by life circumstances and rebuilt uh, by the love of God. You may find yourself in some of these uh, stories. I believe it's uh, it's a great book. Don't hesitate to send us a text message with the code SA76. And the number is 04888-808-11. All right, Eric. Um, yeah, you mentioned uh, just before the break about the um, commandments and uh, mm-hmm. make the application in regard to all of them. And uh, we, we just uh, said about the fifth commandment, which uh, uh, talks about uh, the relationship in between us and our parents. Mm. Now, uh, the first four, as you just said before the break, that mainly were uh, talking about our relationship with God. Mm. And then we have now um, a few more, uh, let's say another five, which we can look at uh, to see how we relate ourselves with our neighbor. Yes, it's interesting, Nick, that when we looked at the fifth one, honor your father and your mother, that sometimes when we're studying with people, they say, I find it very hard to to honor um, my father or mother because something's happened to me mm. in this life. Mm. And therefore, they find it hard to to love a father in heaven as right. a figurehead of a father. And so um, it, has a, it has a deep influence on us, on the way we treat uh, our parents, but the way they treat us as well. And um, I think what it means by having a happy family, I meet a, a lot of um, um, families that aren't happy because of, um, you know, a sister not talking to a brother or vice versa. And it, and it, and it's really tough to hear that. Um, and then as we get older, it, you know, sometimes these things come back and he's saying here that it's so important to have a loving family relationship, to honor, uh, the family that God has given us, that we may love him even more. Uh, and have him in, our, in that uh, family lifestyle. I think that's that's what it's mainly alluding to. And then it says, you shall not murder, uh, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not be a fault witness against your neighbor, and you shall not covet. And so all these things are, are influential things in our lives that give us laws or guidelines that direct us in a path that uh, makes us aware of the things that uh, God can change in our lives, that we may follow him and show his character through his law. And and it's interesting that often uh, the Bible says that the law will actually set us free. Uh, and it's free from the burden of sin. It's free from the things that will destroy our lives, destroy our family lives, and and destroy. You know, Nick, the, one of the most things that will that people will, don't want to be a Christian is because of hypocrites within the church. So we can read these things, Nick, but it's actually taking it into our lives yes. and putting these these things here into practice. And so uh, it talks about here that uh, we must be prepared to stand alone. We are to, to do things differently. Mm. Uh, we're doing. We're going to follow rules or guidelines that the world does not actually understand, or they don't make them a high priority in right. life. Yes. They talk about again and being at the top mm. and having more money and being famous. It's not what the Bible talks about. The Bible talks about a lifestyle, an influence in our lives that actually we leave this place better than we started off mm. on. Mm. You know, and having a great influence. And, and of course, you know, we're not always the holy people we should be. But that's what he's called us to be. That's who we are. We're God's people. We've been, we've been called and set apart to live according to God's way. He's given us a GPS, if you like, a guidebook 
in life. And that's for our benefit, Eddie, because uh, uh, what's the benefit of uh, gaining everything in life? Uh, and as the Bible says, losing your soul, but not only that, uh, but uh, attracting against you all sorts of, uh, you know, rejection or uh, uh, envy or uh, who knows what. But when you give, when you start to live for for others, as the Bible it's yeah. um, it's teaching us, then it's a better environment for for all of us. That's right. You know, you can uh, enjoy that you are, uh, you know able to help or to be a, a you know support in any aspects as you mentioned a bit earlier about those uh, beautiful um, uh, Christian ministries you know mm. like uh, helping all around the world with the needs mm. and most of those people are just on volunt- voluntary basis you know just doing that from their the good of their Heart and, and these guidelines are really yeah. a protection for us. Correct. They stop yeah. us delving deeper into things that will destroy us mm. uh, and take away our families. It's interesting, Nick, that I was quite sad last week when um, uh, we heard some news, some sad news for us, was that um, there was a, a lovely family living next door to us and um, uh, she was into, into drink. Uh, they had two children. And the husband worked um, late hours, and uh, and uh, she went to Alcohol Anonymous and got off the drink and was doing very well, mm. doing very well. Mm. And then uh, suddenly things fell away. She got back into the drink, then she got into drugs, and then eventually she left the home. and uh, And actually, somehow got the children to go. The children went with her and, mm. and left this uh, the the man at home. And um, he he really struggled with that. And in the end, uh, he sold the he rented out the house actually, and uh, she got half the money, and he got the kids back. Uh, she was living not a good lifestyle. Mm. And then uh, she turned up at our place and uh, came in for a prayer and came in to talk about uh, mm. what had happened to her. She was crying and she was distraught, and we. We uh, prayed with her, and uh, she said, "Can we ring you, and we'll get you some help?" And uh, but she never, never ever answered the phone mm. after that. Mm. And my wife hugged her, and she was like skin and bone, and mm. uh, she was nothing left of her. Anyway, I heard last week that um, she had died. Wow! And so you know, the, the decisions we make in life. Um, she lost her her life. She lost her family. Yeah. She lost her house, really, yeah. and her husband. Children, yeah, lost her children, yeah. everything, you know, mm. and so it, it was sad. I, you know, my wife and I were distraught over this, but it's the decisions we make in life, and these are protection thing, a guideline. This is an influences from the Bible that change us and put us over into a, a situation where we're living a, a far happier life, mm. even though the world says we're not. Yes, you know, and some people will say, you know, you're just crushing uh, life, the, the, you know, with red tape and red. Regulations. There's all these laws. Why are you following the laws? Uh, well, the Ten Commandments are not prison bars, but they're traffic laws. Mm-hmm. They're actually there for our protection, which is really interesting as well. Yeah, and um, it's uh, interesting that you mentioned that because I was thinking exactly the same thing. But uh, imagine to live in this world with no laws, with no, um, you know, yeah. Protection, yeah. because that's what the law is actually to, to protect us. It's, mm. if you like, like a fence going around you. Um, it would be wonderful actually not to have any need of laws. Mm. But you know, I mentioned to another program about this that even in heaven, there are laws and there are laws all the time, you know, and uh, principles to follow. Mm. 
but because of uh, uh, the great gift which God gave each one of us, which is freedom of choice, mm. you know, unfortunately, we choose uh, wrong mm. and we choose to disobey God and to not to obey those uh, laws and precepts. And, and here we are and we experience all of this. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think that's a very good. It, well, it's interesting what Jesus says. He says, um, uh, in a passage, he says, "If you love me, keep my commandments." Um, he doesn't say to us, uh, "If you obey my commandments, I will love you." But mm. he swings it around. He says, "If you love me, uh, keep my commandments." And when he says that, he washes his disciples' feet. Uh, and all of our doing is only because what he has first done for us. You know, that's and that's example. a result. Uh, keeping the commandments, it's actually a result of knowing God, yes. knowing Jesus. It's his character, loving God, mm. giving your heart to Him, and then it's not hard to mm. obey. <laughs> yeah. Because too often, you know, we we can come across this man. This is hard. This is difficult. Yeah, it's hard because your heart is not in the right place. Mm. Um, and just uh, just a very quick one. Um, I was challenged many times, uh, even myself, that um, because we're talking about the law of God and the commandments and so on and so forth, and say, oh, man, you are legalist. You, know, you are a legalist person. You are legalist. And I say, I said that to my friend. I said, why, why did you say that? I said, well, because you, you think that you need to keep the law to be saved. And I said, no. Uh, where did you get this? Mm. Uh, l- salvation is only by grace of mm. God. It's not through the law, you know, and through the blood of Jesus Christ. And he looked up at me and said, what do you mean? I said, what I mean is that I believe that we are saved by grace. But because we are saved or because I am saved, I keep the commandments. That's a result of me being saved. It's not to be saved. Yes, and it's because you love him. I mean, you know, John 14, 23 is a good reply to that where it says, whoever has my commandments in their lives and keeps them is the one who loves me. Mm. So it's saying that those who follow these guidelines, which let's take, let's let's face it, Nick, if we took away these 10 commandments, we just put them aside and we lived a life that followed these commandments mm. if we didn't understand it. But if we lived that way, people would, would, would recognize a difference. They would say, hey, this is a good person. So what I'm saying to you is this becomes part of your life. And I, I keep them. In fact, it goes further on. It says, the, the one who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and reveal myself to him. So these commandments are part of your life. They're your character. They're, they're helping one another. It's respecting your parents. It's not stealing. Mm. Uh, it's not murdering or thinking of murdering somebody, you know, and it's loving God. It's putting him first. These are the things that bridge, but these are the influences that, uh, that should be in, in, in each place. Uh, and second Corinthians, 5.17 says I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Isn't that beautiful that he says that I will instruct you. I'll teach you. Mm. So what we can do is Nick, we can read this and say, oh well there's no no commandments you know. Um, they've been done away with or whatever you, you think but the thing is if this is in your life, Jesus says you love me. Yes. And you do this because you treat people the way you do because you've changed. You've got this in your life. And there has to be the old self 
being put away and the new self coming out. And that is the difference. That's the influence of the Holy Spirit. It's been born again. It's mm. been it's showing that you're you're different to the way the world is going. Absolutely you know? right. And yeah. we're asking this question today. Uh, has biblical belief positively benefited society in history? Now, if people would would have not stand for their beliefs, for the principles of the Bible, maybe wouldn't make any difference in society. But because people stood for those uh, principles, then it, yes, it was um, uh, uh, a difference made. And is that possible today, Eric and my dear listener, that we can make a difference in society today by upholding the principles of the Bible, the law of God, uh, and all those things to really stand for our belief in Jesus or should we just bend uh, one way or the other compromise just to, uh, to be at peace with everyone because I believe when we stand for something which is right even if may not even if you may not see the result straight away mm-hmm. but by perseverance and by standing tall through the principles of God it will be a difference made around you yeah, it's interesting that back in 1947 in Minnesota, there was a, a judge uh, presiding over a case um, where there was a 16-year-old who had stolen a car, and he actually ran over a priest. Mm. Uh, the priest survived, and after personally investigating the case, the judge decided to go easy on the teenager, and uh, the judge sentenced the boy to learn and live by the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. And uh, the boy asked the judge, he asked... Uh, what are the Ten Commandments? And the judge was so stunned and worried, worried about the 16-year-old and about America's uh, morality in general. He decided to do something. And so what he did was he got all these flyers out of, of the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. and put them around schools and out in society. And then later on, there was a movie put out, The Ten Commandments, with yeah. Bill Brenner and yes. all that, and that came out. And um, so um, they wanted to advertise the movie, and so the judge got some people together, and they actually paid for some Ten Commandment uh, monuments out of stone to be put together. And uh, one of them was put into this town where this boy was sentenced. And so in that park in St. Mary's, you'll find a um, a monument of the mm. Ten Commandments there where this judge told this boy to live by the Ten Commandments and let him off lightly. Well, that boy did t- change. He gave. He, he turned his life around mm. and uh, that was built there. It's just interesting to see, you know, that um, people don't know anything today yeah, about yeah. these commandments, about the love of God, mm. uh, the, the changes in life that you you and I can have and they're searching, they're looking for a, uh, some other way. They want to know what's going to happen in the future, whereas the Bible uh, is, has got the whole thing here for us to tell us from beginning to end and life in between and the way to live that life is through loving Christ, accepting him and and he will just change you and he will give you a better path and he will take you on that narrow path. Mm. And most of people today are on that wide path. So so tonight in finishing I would say that you know Jesus loves everybody. He wants them to come to him. He wants us to have a relationship with him which means we have to know him and the way to know him is to accept the Holy Spirit into our life, accept Jesus into our life mm. Mm. and then follow his will Word and let the the uh, advice come into our lives that will change us through our stubborn self, you know. Yes. And yeah. it took me a while to understand. Yeah. It took me years to accept some of the beliefs in the Bible. Yeah. Now that's wonderful, uh, Eric. And um, 
probably we need more of those monuments uh, around yes, the world to recognize uh, to recognize but yeah. even more maybe to have the law of god written into our hearts amen you know yes. because yes. uh yeah we can sometimes just go to church and maybe yes. go to some religious meetings here and there uh, and our life still uh, being uh, into a different direction uh, mm-hmm. but what about to allow god to touch your heart today, my dear friend, mm. and to speak to you directly and to write his l- law into your heart mm. and to guide you into the fullness of his uh, uh, truth. Mm. And I'm encouraging you actually to talk to God, to ask God in a simple prayer and say, my dear father in heaven, God, I want to do your will. Help me. And I believe there are many people struggling today, Eric, uh, mm-hmm. in this world, in a way or the other, and sometimes not knowing where to turn. Mm-hmm. And we encouraging people today, as we pose this question that uh, it did biblical belief benefited society? Mm-hmm. I believe yes, it yes. did. And I believe it can do it right now. It can do it today. And we can uh, be a difference. Now, me and you, Eric, and many others, we kind of wanted to to help around because we can share even our own testimony, our own experience. Mm-hmm. But you, my dear friend listening today, you may uh, have a story, you may have um, an experience we got, share that mm-hmm. with people around. And not not even that, but uh, just, just trust in God and allow the Holy Spirit uh, mm-hmm. to do the work in your life. Eric, I wonder if we could just close with a short prayer. Mm, sure. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your love, for your mercy and grace. Oh, Lord, we see you as a supreme ruler, Lord. You are the one to whom we look to. You are the God of heaven, Lord, who loves each one. And we want to thank you, Lord, for your wonderful love today, for your blessings. Uh, Lord, we can't understand really how far your love goes because we read about uh, how Jesus walked on this earth and the way he was treated, and yet he showed grace and mercy mm. to those all around him. And he spent so much time with those who were in need. Mm. We pray, Lord, that as our lives change, as we continue to follow you, each one of us, that we too will see through Jesus' eyes the needs around us, that the influence that Jesus had in society of his day is this influence that needs to be around today. Amen. And we pray for those, Lord, that are struggling today, that they may know of a Jesus who loves them, And when he loves them, Lord, we're not saved by the law, we're saved by grace. But he has called for us for obedience. Why? Because he wants us to have a better life, a completely different lifestyle. So bless each one today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Eric. And yes, our time is up for today, my dear friend. But join us again uh, tomorrow when we are going to talk about uh, why so many religious wars can they be avoided. Until then, may God richly bless you. And continue to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Take this world, but give me Jesus. All its joys are but a name. But his love abideth ever through eternity.
I'm not afraid.